New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Reverend Robert with you here on a Friday night. It's time for the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. I am so grateful that you are with me this evening. If this is your first time with us, please know that we like to share the good news stories we find from around the world and on various internet outlets. Our first story tonight comes to us from Sunny Skies dot o-r-g fun uh one of, or dot com excuse me sunnyskies.com one of our favorite places to get a good story and this story is going to be everywhere if you haven't heard it already uh the ocean cleanup group that's buoyant slat and all his folks they have created passed a new milestone of over a hundred thousand kilograms of plastic removed from the great pacific garbage patch that is uh, roughly about 220,500 pounds if you're in the U.S. Uh, now, this is the second system. If you remember, the first uh, attempt at this captured about 7,000 pounds. This is known as Jenny. Jenny was deployed in August of 2021. We covered that story on our podcast back then. And uh, as of currently, has collected over 101,000 kilograms of plastic, doing 45 different sweeps of uh, various ocean. And it's uh, covered over 1,800 square miles or over 3,000 square kilometers that it has cleaned up. Congratulations, team. Uh, And... Boyant said, that's if we repeat this, 100,000 kilogram haul a thousand times, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch will be gone. However, that'd be a thousand years from now. And he also said in his press release that they have a new system, System 3, which they expect to capture plastic at a rate potentially 10 times higher. So that'd get us down to 10 years before it's gone. I like that. Hey, please do be sure to check out the stories uh, on the sources that we provide you. One of our other favorite sources for good news stories is goodnewsnetwork.org. And if you have a good news story you'd like to share with us, by all means, send it over. Goodnews at ntmedia.org. I'm keeping Diego, you know, tap dancing on the keyboard there tonight. So uh, send us the stories, goodnews at ntmedia.org. 
and check out uh, our sources, goodnewsnetwork.org. Okay, next story up. <clears throat> this one, wow. If you know me, you know I like to find these crazy, wild uh, science stories, and this one is no different. You're going to have to hang on. This one gets a little complicated. Engineers are turning water into a carbon-neutral jet fuel. They're doing it by using solar panels. So what this is, is it's a carbon-neutral synthesis of kerosene or jet fuel. And uh, what they're doing is they're concentrating the solar energy to a tower. You see that in the picture there, the tower in the middle. The concentrated solar energy then drives an oxidation reduction or a redox. And that's a reaction cycle in the solar reactor. There's a solar reactor. And that uh, in there's a porous structure which converts water and carbon dioxide injected into this reactor again i told you it was crazy right ultimately they're creating syngas and we've talked about syngas on this program in the past as well uh it's the, the syngas is um used <coughs> um to the syngas is then used and in, in a liquid converter and where it's processed into liquid hydrocarbon fuels that includes the kerosene and the diesel the fuel is the carbon and crazy stuff. They get even crazier because now, right now, they have to source carbon dioxide to put into this system to make this happen. In the future, they're going to be able to source carbon dioxide out of the air. And that's where this all becomes carbon neutral is they'll be pulling the carbon out of the air, taking the sun to create a, a reaction, a redux, and we're creating jet fuel out of nothing pretty cool stuff we're going to stay on top of this story and follow it we'll keep you informed as we go as well back here on planet earth well it's all on planet earth but there's another form of uh what we're doing to help eliminate the carbon load on the planet this is by a company called phyto f-y-t-o uh, they create a number of aquatic crops so they're growing crops on aquatic beds, but now they're realizing they can feed these to the cows and they can feed the, these aquatic crops to livestock. And what it does is it's better nutrition for the animals and it decreases the amount of methane they're putting out <clears throat> that these animals are putting out. So the, there's a, it's a, it's a pretty simple thing, actually. Uh, the One of the primary vegetations is called duckweed, and it's installed in a greenhouse, and you see some of it there in the in the photo. Thank you for sharing those, Diego. I, you know, folks, we always like to say thank you to Diego. He does a lot of work getting the slides and getting everything ready on this show each week, so we appreciate that. This is going to make cattle ranching a lot less expensive. They just closed a $15 million series of financing, and they and they also have just secured an investment from Google as well. I think we're going to hear more about this in the near future as a new, a new way to look at agriculture. Now, ultimately, I think we'd like to get to the point where we're not eating cows at all and we don't need to feed that many cows. Uh, for now, this is a step in the right direction. 
And in another interesting methane story, we got a lot of methane in the house tonight. A Pennsylvania farm is partnering with a nearby microbrewery to create an alternative fuel that is produced from the brewer's waste and organic matter and waste from the farm. The Dickinson College Farm in Pennsylvania joined with the Molly Pitcher Brewing Company and other local farms to create large quantities of sustainable biogas from materials that otherwise would be discarded. Ultimately, the Matt Steinman is the farm's livestock operation manager, and he said, in a nutshell, biogas is where we take organic waste materials and convert them into methane. And they're using that methane to power their farm and neighboring farms and have, have enough methane left over to sell back to the utility company. Wow. There's a great little video over on the website. Again, check that out, goodnewsnetwork.org. Find the story from Beer to Biogas and check out their YouTube story. Um, what a great idea. You know, folks, that is, I believe, what it's going to take for all of us to, to create a world that works for all, is innovative ideas new ways of looking at what's going on in our in the world and what's going on in our lives and uh and not being afraid to try some different things once in a while this is the good news here on the new thought media network we're going to take a quick station break tell you a little bit about some of the things that happen around here and be back in just a moment or so stay tuned we've got more good news stories coming right up everyone at New Thought Media Network. Thank you for being a member of our virtual family. Your financial contributions help share the New Thought message with people from around the world. Please visit and contribute at www.ntmedia.org forward slash donate. New Thought Media Network, come be you. And please like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace and blessings. And we're back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. Thank you for being with us. 
invest in a little bit of your Friday evening, or if you're watching on a rebroadcast, thanks for investing your time in learning more about some of the good news stories that we believe are inspiring all of us and uh, at least all of us around here. <laughs> hey, and remember, if you have a good news story or if you'd like to come on the good news with us, let me know. Send an email, goodnews at ntmedia.org. Okay, here comes a story out of the UK that I think is fabulous. A, a, a little village realized that their people going from one town to another were zipping through their towns pretty darn fast. Uh, they actually did a traffic study and realized that 90% of the people traveling this road were uh, speeding, were over the speed limit. It's happened over in Gloucester. Uh, and so what they did at the beginning of the pandemic, they started planting wildflowers, mostly as a way to kind of just a little bit of stress relief. Well, wouldn't you know it, they also realized that traffic started to slow down. Nobody's really exactly sure why <laughs> these wildflowers are, are making people slow down other than uh, if you, it, it, uh, an expert did say that it shows that if you introduce things like wildflowers, they feel like they're coming into somewhere that's looked after. Or perhaps it's just beautiful and they want to capture and get an idea of what it is. I love it. Again, innovative ideas, folks, being at one with nature, being at one with our environment. It is so very, very important that we're able to do that. And here comes another story about being at one with our environment and the planet. Uh, this is happening in Berlin. And I want to say I did not. I'm from Denver, but I did not live in Denver when they took down the Stapleton Airport and built the newer one. However, Berlin, rather than tearing down an old airport, is turning it into something more, a sustainable neighborhood. Here in Colorado, we just sold it all off to the highest bidder, and now it's a suburban nightmare. Uh, nothing but big box shops and nothing, nothing to see there. Well, in Berlin, they're taking 580 acres. Uh, it is both a, was a municipal airport and there was also military installations in these acres. Uh, they're still cleaning up the military side of the of the land, but they're working on the new side. Now, all of this idea came forward in 2017. However, they're just getting things really rolling and and have uh, intending to open up the first real neighborhood next year. Uh, I'm sorry, in 2027. Uh, but that, or I'm sorry, 2027 is the military side. That's right. Um, the other residential side, and uh, Diego has been sharing some great pictures with us here. Uh, is it's there? We're able to. Uh, so far, there's 5,000 homes and another 4,000 planned, uh, and they're going to do it all with sustainable systems, rooftop gardens, carbon capture. The future is here, folks, and we're seeing it in Berlin. What a cool, 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 cool story. Now, many of you know, we like to feature the heart-tugging stories here on the New Thought Media Network as well. This first story is about a young man, Jimmy, who is, uh, he's, uh, 
this all happened back in December of 2017. He was home on a study break from his from his studies in Texas State University and home on vacation in Haiti. Uh, he had long during his teenage years worked out at an orphanage in the area. And as he was getting returning home, he found a crowd of people. And inside that crowd of people was a four month old baby inside a garbage bin. And Jimmy had said at that time, nobody wanted to help this child. Uh, there's a great picture of him. So Jimmy took the child home and he and his mom cleaned him up and the, the authorities did what they did, but they couldn't find his, the child's family. Eventually a judge asked Jimmy if he would care for the child. Uh, Jimmy said, I was already way behind on my university fees and my family has always struggled to make ends meet, but I didn't have a dad growing up and this poor child was facing a lifetime of instability and uncertainty. Something inside was telling me that this had happened for a reason. So I took a leap of faith. Have you ever done that, folks? Taken a leap of faith? Of just saying, I don't know how and I don't know why, but I know I'm going to. Currently, the GoFundMe for Jimmy and to support Emilio's adoption he is at $15,900. They're looking to raise $30,000 so that Jimmy can adopt Emilio officially. Right now, he's just his guardian. But they want to make it official and create a life together. I think this is a beautiful story. It's one of those things that reminds me we're in this together. And it doesn't have to be a lot, but anything helps. Anything helps the divine. Anything helps the people in the world. And each piece is vital, is necessary to what we've got to do to create a world that works for everyone. Jimmy, Emilio, yep, good people doing good things. Speaking of good people doing good things, here's another story. I want to introduce you to Melanie Shasha, and that's her son there. Melody has been uh, battling cancer in various forms and various ways for quite a long time now. She has had successful surgeries in 2003 and 2006. Uh, however, in 2017, uh, she was prescribed radiation therapy. Her son, Matt, and her were sitting around a table one night having dinner and joking about why doesn't he just grow his hair out? And so he did. Now, Matt was at school and uh, they had a dress code and he couldn't and he got done with school and decided to let his hair grow. I think Diego's got the other picture here. There, there he is with no hair. Compassionate Creations, a Newport Beach, California hairpiece company, uh, took over after Matt cut off his hair. My kids have used and donated to Compassionate Creations. If you uh, want a great project, grow your hair out and uh, chop it off at about a foot and send it in. Uh, both my kids have done that, and uh, it's incredibly rewarding. They made a special hairpiece, and now Melanie's wearing Matt's hair. What a great story. I love these ideas. And remember, we get this in for these stories over at thegoodnewsnetwork.org. They have a wealth of stories each and every week. Uh, before we go, before we get too far into wrapping up tonight, I do want to say thank you 
to Reverend Barbara for filling in last week. Uh, my producer and D Diego and I were on another adventure creating some content for some good friends at the International New Thought Alliance. And I want you to know there's good news there, too. We had not only did we get to meet some amazing New Thought leaders, but I want you to know there are conversations uh, that look more like unity and oneness than ever before. Conversations about how all of these organizations across the planet that are doing all this good stuff, how we can all work together to bring forward more of the good stuff, more of the good news. I'm Rev. Robert. This is the New Thought Media Network. We're going to take a quick break again, tell you a little bit more about some of the other folks that we're working with and be back with our wrap up stories in just a minute. Stay tuned, folks. This is more good news coming your way in just a moment. Friday evening with the New Thought Media Network. Thank you for being with us. Please do remember you're always welcome to like, share, and subscribe what we're doing. Let your friends and family know what the fun is that we're having around here on a Friday night. And send us your stories. Good news at ntmedia.org. Let us know if you have a good news story you think we should cover. And, you know, there's just so many. There's, tonight, we're, we are filled uh, with amazing hero stories. I want to introduce you to Nicholas Bostic. Nicholas is 25. He lives in Indiana. Had a fight with his girlfriend recently and decided to just drive around town. Well, during that time, he spotted a, uh, a house fire. Uh, the oldest of five, 18-year-old uh, Siona Barrett, had gathered her sisters and brothers as best she could. Bostic arrived on the scene and helped get him out of the house. 
And it was then that Siona told him, Nicholas, that uh, their six-year-old sister wasn't with them. He went running into the back door. The house was engulfed in flames. The lower floor was covered, was, uh, was flooded with smoke. He tried uh, maneuvering to, into the upstairs, and it was then that he heard someone crying from downstairs, went back down and crawled through the smoke in the black, found the little girl, and brought her out safely. Uh, he suffered first-degree burns, a serious cut on his arm, smoke inhalation, uh, and had to be airlifted to a hospital. The child was absolutely unharmed. A GoFundMe was set up in his name by his cousin with a $100,000 goal. Uh, that was passed and, um, and continued to go, and it was currently at $556,000. The city plans to honor him at an upcoming minor league baseball game. Nicholas Bostic, yes, you have, uh, you are a hero in the eyes of the world. He later said that the experience brought, bought him a new lease on life. And uh, he spent enough time in that birding house to have several lives flash before his eyes. There's a good little news story with him on the website, goodnewsnetwork.org as well. We invite you to check that out. Hey, not as not as big as as Nicholas Bostic, uh, but I do want to introduce you to Saul. Saul is a beautiful little border collie, and uh, Saul was out, <clears throat> um, and uh, sorry, just lost his name. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, oh, that's right, it's not here. Uh, Saul was out with his uh, owner. The man took a fall down a 70-foot steep slope, ended up breaking some ribs, other injuries, spent the night in the wilderness, eventually was able to climb to a place where he was able to get some cell service, and the cell company was able to help ping his location. First responders came looking and found Saul a couple hundred yards from where the man was and literally led them right to the man. Congratulations, Saul. We've got a real-life Lassie in the house. I love the, the animal stories, too. Such a cute border collie. Folks, I want to thank you for being with us tonight. This is the New Thought Media Network. We do this every Friday night, a collection of good news stories that I hope inspire you as you move into your weekend and into, into the rest of this week. We'll be back again next Friday with more. We'd love to include you and the stories that you might hear of on our network. Please consider joining us in that. And I want to take a moment also to say thank you to all of the people, all of the organizations that help make what we do possible. This network is fully funded by donors and viewers and listeners like you, people uh, that believe in what we're doing here. And so if you uh, if you still have just one more moment, stay with us and let's say thank you to our organizational sponsors and individual committed donors. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, for your continued support. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And please help
help us welcome Ohm Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor. And a big shout out to all our committed donors. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of our organizational sponsors and committed donors. Folks, stay with us tonight. Pastor Michael's up in just a half an hour with the fireside chat. Tune back in 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Prayer time tonight at 8.15. And remember, we've got the Science of Mind and Spirit, a conversation series tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., and Mountain Time, bright and early, a wonderful exploration of the Science of Mind textbook. I'm Rev. Robert. I'm getting out of here for now. I wish you a great evening and peace and richest blessings. Until next time, bye now.